Steampunk Festival Mystery by Roger Barker, Episode 2 of Fenella's Dilemmas in the Misadventurers in North Wales series. Here you are, at last! <laughs> what? If one is curating the largest steampunk art exhibition in the country at the largest steampunk festival in North Wales, one is obliged to enter the spirit of the occasion. <laughs> and this radical new look is called? Leather Showgirl, if you must know. <laughs> it was the one thing left in my size at the fancy dress shop, so get over it. <clears throat> okay, and what does your husband think about this fashion statement? He wants an early night. And your daughter's reaction? You're not going out like that, Mum. <laughs> so, how long did it take you to prise yourself into that corset and shoehorn your way into those thigh-high boots? Never you mind, but at least I've made an effort to look the part. You've waited for this moment all your life. Whereas you appear to be on your way to a book club at the local library. Au contraire. I have equipped myself with all the basic necessities. You have made absolutely no effort whatsoever to turn up in costume. Not so, Fenella. I have a top hat with goggles attached. Night vision goggles, no less. Although I have no idea why steampunks require night vision. Do they go paintballing in abandoned slate quarries into the early hours of the morning? Where is this top hat as we speak? It's certainly not on your head. It's lying upside down in the university's north quad with my name on it. What's it doing there, Glenn? I heard that at 8pm, several bucketfuls of toffees are going to be shot out of a cannon, and whatever lands in your hat, you can take away. A cannon? The kind that circus performers are fired out of. Oh, yes, I remember now. The organising committee did find a steampunk circus. I triumphed at tea duelling, so the toffee blast seemed to be the next challenge going. Tea duelling? Tea duelling? It's where you dunk biscuits and try to get them into your mouth in one piece. Yes, I can see how you might succeed at that. Anyway, I'm here now. What kept you? Your art exhibition is tucked away in a rather remote corner of the festival site. Our hosts at the university thought this gothic building on the older part of the campus would suit the occasion perfectly. Besides, our room is very well signed. Yet, a fair old distance from where all the action is... We've had a phenomenal turnout. I'd never have guessed in all the years of my career that a collection of steampunk art would be the most successful exhibition I've ever curated. Even now, at this late hour, despite the allure of the traction engine rally and a showing of Metropolis, I'm impressed. We've had a constant flow of visitors all day who've admired our amazing array of eclectic exhibits. I'm truly blown away by this celebration of the many wonderful things you can do with a cog. OK, yeah, so listen, I need a favour. So long as I don't have to dress up like an alien pirate scullery maid, I'm in. I've been called over to the festival coordinator's office on the other side of campus and I need someone responsible and trustworthy to keep an eye on the exhibition in my absence. OK, I'll keep a lookout for anyone who matches your rather ambitious applicant specification. 
Look, it's perfectly straightforward. Even you should be able to manage. <sighs> All right, then. Is any of this stuff valuable? Some of the paintings may gain value in time, and the jewellery and the sculptures will definitely become more costly to ensure. But I'd appreciate it if you could just concentrate upon instruments like the steampunk guitars, equipment like the steampunk speakers, furniture like the steampunk desk, household appliances like the steampunk coffee brewer. Yes, I'm guessing that there's a steampunk theme running through everything on display here. Nevertheless, you need to focus especially on the Weta replica ray gun blunderbuss. It's one of only 50 ever made. And presumably the watches. Mainly the rare Remain Juice and a one-off Rolex. What about the oversized pocket watch? Looks like it's been won at a fairground. They've been arranged in size, like Daddy, Mummy and Baby. Cute! Well, as you can see, Daddy doesn't appear to work. Which may come as no surprise. Steampunks seem to have a fixation with time. Unlike you. OK, I'll stand on guard. How long do you expect to be bunking off? Not long. It's probably just a routine monitoring update to see how everyone's getting on. Are you going to take that briefcase that's on the table by the vintage robot display? No, it's only got all my exhibition admin paperwork in it, but please keep an eye on it all the same. Anything else? I've got keys to all the display cases, so if anyone wants to touch the small exhibits, the answer's sorry, but no. See you later, then. Thanks, Glenn. I owe you. Oh, in that case, if you're passing the Festival Café on the way back, feel free to reward me for my efforts with coffee and cake. Bake or tart? Oh, you incorrigible temptress. Oh, very well. Is that too much? I don't begrudge treating you at all, Glenn. Why the long face, then? I begrudge your ability to eat this stuff and never put on an ounce. Fen, you'll do yourself a mischief in those heels. Oh, my God. My Zeppelin's gone. There'll be another one along in 15 minutes. I arrived here in my own transport. By broomstick? But I've lost my blimp. The balloon we hired to fly over the university and publicise the festival has drifted off, probably hovering over Anglesey as we speak. Fret not. Just notify the RAF Valley and Carnarvon Airport, and the rest is down to the insurers. I can't understand how it could have come free from its ground anchor. If it's any consolation, everything's been quiet over here. I want you to come with me to the site where it was tethered and give me your opinion. Why me? You have a reputation for seeing things that others don't. What, like uh, Joan of Arc? There's no time to lose. I'll lock the door to our exhibition, turn on the alarm, and then we'll go up to the roof. Better set our remaining visitors free first. Why are you getting so hot and bothered over a promotional blimp? This festival is a joint venture by the university in partnership with our art gallery, Evans Eco Solutions and Ring Fence Security. The Zeppelin's my responsibility. Pity it wasn't Ring Fences. They've been appointed as a festival site security contractor, but they're not responsible for anything else. What's beyond the door? The roof terrace. Why, are you afraid of heights? No, not really. Well, sort of. There's no need to worry. It's a large area and there's only a light breeze. As you can see, the blimp was secured to this specially made frame bolted onto the building. Okay, this is not good. Obviously, 
There should be a six-metre zeppelin attached to the end of these ropes. Yeah, but look at the ends of these lines. They've all been deliberately cut. Are you sure? See for yourself. All right, I see what you're saying, but how can that be? This roof terrace is locked off and really out of the way. Few people would know where to look for our ground anchor, let alone have ready access. I noticed a CCTV camera covering the corridor at the foot of the stairs. I'll contact campus security. Jeffrey. Vanella went with Hughes. I'm up on the roof terrace with Glenn Charnwood. She's an acquaintance. Okay, but it looks like the tether lines to the ground anchor have been sabotaged. Yes, deliberately cut, Geoffrey. So I wonder if you could check out the camera covering the stairs to this area, say over the last 40 minutes? It's out of action? Since when? For the last couple of hours? Have they notified the authorities yet? I understand that local airport and RAF base need to be notified. Geoffrey? Oh, you've done that. And contacted the police too? And there should be an engineer on his way to fix a CCTV camera. Right. Thank you, Geoffrey. I can see that the university and our gallery back in Carrick will be debating insurance liability for the next 18 months at least. Get the blimp. We may have bigger problems. Oh, joy. You heard the cannon fired over in the North Quad? This is no time to be thinking about free toffees, Glen. It's not eight o'clock. And? Find out why they brought the time forward. We have better things to do right now. Here, give me your two-way radio. Ow! It's not necessary. There's no need to be so grabby. Geoffrey! It's Glen Charmwood. I'm with Fenella. Why did the toffee blast go ahead prematurely? It wasn't meant to. An accident? You can't say for sure. Okay, thanks for that. You don't seriously think they'll collect all the toffees, put them back in the cannon and fire them again in the next 20 minutes? This isn't about toffees. Follow me. Why are we returning to the exhibition at a gallop? It may be nothing, but I just want to check up on your pop-up gallery for peace of mind. Hold on. Why are we stopping? See that woman over there with the staring eyes and wild hair, the one wrapped in a collection of black scarves? What about her? That's my nemesis, Celeste Armstrong. Who's she when she's not being sectioned? Northwell's resident performance artist. You know, the pauper's Marina Abramovich. Oh, her. Isn't she a bit overdressed for the occasion? I know she's often seen wandering around naked for the sake of art, but this must be some bizarre disguise to help her get around without being recognised. How's that working for her? She's got form, definitely a person of interest for my missing Zeppelin. I know she's been guilty of petty vandalism, but isn't sabotaging your blimp a bit out of her league? You don't know the length she'd go to. It's just the kind of indictive, high-profile stunt she'd pull off. Why doesn't she like you? I'm apparently the epitome of everything she despises in art. Despite everything I've done to support her work. 
when the festival rejected her installation proposals, I even accepted one of her self-portraits into my exhibition, much against my better judgement, I must add. Ah, oh, forget her, Fen. Trolls like Celeste need scapegoats to justify themselves. You're the oxygen for all the lack of talent she's in denial about. I don't know what I've done to deserve her loathing and contempt. Yeah, it's one of life's mysteries, but we need to get moving. I feel I should express my concerns to the organising committee. Afterwards, Fen, there's some place else we have to be. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't go straight to the committee. If it was the Wicked Witch of the West over there who'd be your prime suspect, she'd need someone on the inside to open doors for her. Okay, if she had an accomplice. Does she look remotely like a team player? Hello, Fenella. Lovely to see you, Justine. Sorry, can only stop for a minute or so, I'm afraid. I need to hand this in as soon as possible. That blade looks frighteningly sharp. It's certainly not something you'd expect to find at a family event like this. Where did you find it? I noticed the handle sticking out of a waste bin in the Department of Management Studies. You know, the place next to that Gothic building where Fenella's exhibition is being held. Yes, you must hand it over to Festival Security right away. Actually, I'm going to hand it directly to the police. Why not Festival Security? Because I work for a rival firm. Anybody we'd know? Safeguard Security. At least for another fortnight. Business has been slow recently, so I've been laid off. I'm so sorry to hear that. Justine, but with your skills as a systems designer, I can't imagine you'll be out of work for very long. Ah, thanks, Vanella. But I've already got another job lined up. I'm sure that Safeguard will soon regret losing you. <laughs> My boss will never know what he's missing. Why should handing the knife into the festival security represent a conflict of interest now that you're leaving Safeguard? Glenn! God, you can't take her anywhere. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Fenella. Truth be told, it's awkward. See the handle? There's an initial etched into the handle along with the first three letters of the next word. J. Then D-A-V. I'm not pointing fingers, but J, then D-A-V, could very well be Geoffrey Davies. From Ringfence, the joint sponsor and festival security contractor. But equally, it could possibly be my boss, Jason Davenport. You see my dilemma. I don't envy you, Justine. You're in a very delicate position. I wouldn't worry, Fen. The initials could apply to practically anybody round here. But I did seriously think about leaving it where it was and leaving it for someone else to discover. Well, we'd better not keep you any longer. Thanks, Fenella. But in the meantime, I'd appreciate if you could both keep this under your hats for the time being. You can rely on us, Justine. Catch up with you later, perhaps. Good luck! <laughs> Can we go now? Oh dear. What now? Well, this also puts me in a difficult position, now that I know Geoffrey Davies is a possible suspect. This is North Wales, Fen. There are probably a whole herd of the Davies clan wandering around here at this very moment, many of them with a first name beginning with J. Yes, but you may not realise that our gallery is currently in dispute with his company Ring Fence Security. Over faults to the upgrade they did for us two years ago. You've got history with him as well. But he is the university security contractor and a fellow event sponsor, so while I'm here, I must remain professional at all times. How very bourgeois went with youth. Celeste! Where did you materialise from? I see everything. I hear everything. Yes, you're formidably omnipresent. 
You know that I know that I think you're just some sad, jumped-up bookkeeper promoted beyond your abilities. But since you've helped me out with my work recently, I suppose I must throw you a bone. How gracious of you, Celeste. Forget Jeffrey Davies. His ring-fence operation is just another run-of-the-mill, ho-hum, cost-cutting operation that undermines its rivals by working its operatives for long hours and paying them as little as it can get away with. You know, the sort of company that your gallery would do business with. Be that as it may, you should be focusing on his rivals, safeguard security. For what reason specifically? There's no love lost between that cheapskate Jeffrey Davies over at Ringfence and the bombastic Jason Davenport over at Safeguard, I can tell you. Especially not since Ringfence won the festival security contract. Thank you, Celeste, but I was perfectly aware that Safeguard has lost a few contracts recently. Not just to Ringfence, so it's perfectly understandable if they were annoyed that they didn't get the festival security contract. But... Were you aware that Jason Davenport of Safeguard had to make his lover redundant, hmm? I've no idea what you're talking about. That vacuous clothes horse you've just been talking to. What she didn't mention is that she was having an affair with Jason Davenport. So, the letters on the knife handle, J-D-A-V, go figure. Do I have to spell it out? A possible revenge motive! Any possible relationship between Jason Davenport and one of his employees is absolutely none of my business. Ignore it, if you will. But I've heard that he's dumped her even though he found her this new job with suspicious speed and gave her a good reference. A guilty conscience, maybe. This is hearsay, Celeste, and again, none of my business. Perhaps. But you might alternatively ask yourself this. Is handing in a dubiously incriminating knife the act of a woman scorned who wants to cast doubt upon the man who's cast her aside? (gasps) Or are the two of them covertly working together to implicate their rival, Geoffrey Davies, and tarnish his reputation, such as it is? You would know better than me. Only too well, obviously. But there's yet another theory you should be considering. What would that be? My... Sheer coincidence. The vacuous clothes horse happens to find a discarded knife with potentially incriminating initials on it very shortly after your silly balloon was freed from its moorings. So, ask yourself this. Could she also be trying to set both men against one another? Davenport for giving her the elbow, and Davies for undercutting all her uncompetitive quotations. I ask these questions about this pantomime because you probably haven't got the wit or the guts to ask them yourself. I shall take that under advisement, Celeste. Suit yourself, Wentworth Hughes. That's my good deed for the day. Now we're even. The gloves can come off again! It's business as usual. Curiouser and curiouser. He's just trying to muddy the waters, point us in the wrong direction. It's mainly gossip and supposition, but right now I wouldn't discount it out of hand. I wouldn't believe anything that poisonous poser says. 
and I speak from years of experience at the coalface of slanderous backbiting. Celeste's theories are all very much the stuff of tabloid petty scandal and conspiracy, but if only half of what she says is true, it gives us new insights to work with. Surely you can't take any of her vindictive vitriol seriously. It's all about motive, but when you consider Celeste's soap opera speculation, it's all rather banal and reduces everyone to familiar stereotypes. She was never a people person. Whereas, I sense a playful streak of imagination and strategy behind the AWOL blimp and the premature toffee blast. One thing's already complicated enough without any more elaborate explanations. I have my own take on the situation, but I'll need to reserve judgement until we return to the exhibition. down now. I should be used to Celeste by this time, but every time we meet, it's always a trial. I've got to hand it to you, Fen. You handled that encounter with extreme professionalism. Thank you, Glenn. That's really appreciated. You're welcome. Now, are we done here? I think so. Finally, let's get back to the exhibition as fast as your heels will allow. I know a shortcut. If we weave past the calliope... The what? The steam-powered organ. Oh, that. And then make our way through the mad scientist's laboratory tent, we should gain a few valuable minutes. Fenella, a word if I may. Oh, Jason. Can you give me ten minutes? I'll get back to you as soon as possible. This can't wait, I'm afraid. Will it take long? I'll cut to the chase. I'm sorry about the Zeppelin, and I realise it doesn't look good for Davies. But if the committee decide to award the security contract to a bunch of bargain basement merchants like Ring Fence, they've only got themselves to blame. There's no need to be agitated, Jason. No one's blaming you. Oh, but they will. Fingers will be pointed, because everyone will think that it was malice on my part to make Davies look incompetent. Why should they think that? At one time, Davies and I were partners. They were good days. Until he married a woman who had ambitions for him. I'm sure there was no ill will on his part, Jason. Besides, we all have to move on. So have I. And what's more, I have a solid alibi. Everyone knows where I've been all day. I appreciate that you did express doubts about Ringfence's ability to deliver, especially after our dealings with them at the gallery, but... I don't want to say I told you so, but what can I say but I told you so? I think you've made your point, Jason. I don't want anything to go wrong at the festival. I love the whole steampunk scene. I have a vested interest in it, for heaven's sake, as a contributor to your successful exhibition. I'm here to have a good time, so the last thing I want is a blimp, which I've been told has been sabotaged, and this toffee blasting, I believe, has been tampered with. Thanks for that, Jason. It's greatly appreciated. I'm sorry to go on, and I know you've got other problems to deal with, but I just wanted you to know where I stand. You've left us in no doubt. All right. I'd better let you get on. Thank you. I dare say we'll speak again later. We will. And if there's anything I can do in the meantime, you know where I am. Thanks. Let's pick up the pace, shall we? He seemed genuinely upset. Or was it just an act to delay us? You're becoming paranoid. What do you expect to find when we return to the exhibition? I'll let you know when we get there.
we slow down a minute? My feet are killing me. Did your mother never tell you about sensible shoes? Just wait a minute. If we wait any longer, the festival will be over and done with. Humor me? For how much longer? While well, I see what Jeffrey Davis is doing lurking around the Department of Management Studies. Oh, so that's Davenport's arch rival. I think we should ask him why he's so far away from security control. Fair point. Jeffrey, you're right. I've had better days. You found my Zeppelin yet? I'll let you know as soon as it's been recovered. Taking a break from the office, then? Just checking out something. Anything in particular? Just what Justine reported to the police and what they subsequently want to speak to me about when I get back. Yes, she told us what she'd found. What do you make of her discovery? I think I have additional evidence that I'll be mentioning in my interview with the police. Is there anything that I should know? I dare say you'll be told in good time. I'm sorry to press you, Geoffrey, but... Good evening, Miss Wentworth Hughes. There goes a man who's playing his cards close to his chest. Can't say I blame him. Oh, dear, do you think I was too pushy with him? You? Pushy? Never. All right. Okay, let's press on again. Oh my god, my blisters are killing me. Just carry on, carry on, carry on. Hang on a sec. I just want to take a closer look around the Department of Management Studies. You wait for me here. It's a brilliant carry on. I'll make my way here. Well, I don't know what you gained from your little detour. I'll explain shortly. Just unlock the door. You're being as evasive as Geoffrey. All in good time, Fen. Oh, hilarious. The door's still locked, see? Excellent. So if you'll do the honours and unlock it... Wait a minute until I switch off the alarm. Just check and make sure everything's all there. Well, I hardly think that anyone's going to hide a sculpture under their coat or stuff a blunderbuss down their trousers. Perhaps you might start with the display cabinets. Oh, all right. What about that one? Yes, it's still locked. I have the key, remember? Then where's baby? What? The Rolex. Oh. Oh my god. This can't be happening. Where? It's not there. Get on the two-way radio and ask if we can have CCTV coverage. Of course. Hi. Hi, is Jeffrey back? Okay, I'll hold. Hi. Hi, Jeffrey. I'm back in the exhibition room. Do you have CCTV coverage for the last half hour? I ask more in hope than expectation. That's down two, is it? How am I not surprised? Oh, you give it in. No, wait. Give it I'm still on the thing. Give it. Hey, Jeffrey, it's Glenn. When do you think he'll be up and running again? You'll get an engineer down ASAP. Okay, let us know when he arrives. Why did you snatch the radio from me before I could report a theft? Can you open the watch cabinet? It's a crime scene, Glenn. We shouldn't be tampering with evidence. Lend me your gloves. Why? You'll see. Thank you so much, Glenn. I didn't fancy a confrontation with our thief. Especially now that they've managed to recover the Zeppelin and everything is almost back to normal. Our sleight-of-hand merchant may well be the first customer back in the room, so remember, a robbery needs to be discovered before it's reported. 
Play it cool, and if they give you a dirty look, just give them a polite smile, but not too smug. And don't say anything provocative. What? Like, gotcha! Or, uh, checkmate! Yeah, or they'll think we're being a tad triumphant. Well, it spares us the hassle of a diplomatic incident and all the many awkward questions that go with an accusation. I'm just glad we managed to prevent it raining on your parade. Or the runaway blimp and the toffee blast misfire both make sense now. You're a victim of your own success, Fen. The thief had to lure me and my customers away from the exhibition, get everyone over to the other side of the festival site, and then keep us all occupied for long enough to break in and make the Rolex disappear. Anyone not drawn away by the traction engine rally or the movie would be checking out the night sky and the North Quad, because everyone likes a disaster. Just like motorists who slow down when they're driving past an accident on the motorway. An overturned lorry is far more effective than reduce your speed signs. Hold on. Hold on, I hear footsteps. Places! Oh, Glenn, that small circle of card you discovered earlier. You've dropped it! Thanks for that, Finn. I'll just pick it up before our first visitor arrives. Celeste! Oh, oh. What brings you here? Just wanted to see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> You're welcome. Wait, I think I hear your next customer. Just on my way over to the cinema tent, but I thought I should pop in to make sure everything's okay. Yes, no problem, Justine. As you can see, everything's where it ought to be. Sorry, it's just that I worry about Jason's watches, bearing in mind that he asked me to insure them for him, and arrange for their transfer to you and ensure their safe return. As you can see, they're all, they're all there, lined up on parade in order of size. Yes, very... Reassuring. Yes, I know. After our Zeppelin went astray, we didn't want anything else to keep our insurers busy. Thank you, Fenella. I, I suppose I'd better get off now or I'll miss the start of Metropolis. Enjoy. Thank you. Oh, and I'm so glad they managed to recover your Zeppelin. Yes, it's not often that Mountain Rescue get to save a balloon. <laughs> a balloon. <laughs> well, that went better than I'd hoped. Okay, I have to ask. How did you know where to look? Just a minute. Leaving. Leaving so soon, Celeste? Yeah, seen everything. I hope you enjoyed it. It's okay, I suppose. But you could have put my self-portrait in a more prominent place. Well, I shall endeavour to find somewhere more suitable for it. See that you do. <laughs> Which one was her self-portrait? Nude. Nude with choker. Prop it behind the fire extinguisher. So, again, how did you know to look inside the larger watch? Well, while you were playing truant over security control, I had nothing much to do, so I checked out the insurance valuations for your exhibits. You're into small-scale marine salvage. How would steampunk art valuations interest you? I'm thinking about moving into contemporary art and 20th century antiques, so out of professional curiosity, I browsed through your paperwork and noticed that the Rolex was one of the most expensive exhibits on display. So? The thief would most likely take something small, portable and unobtrusive, so the watches fitted the bill. Now I know why that oversized pocket watch was put on display. It wasn't working for a reason. The case was empty, just large enough to hide the Rolex inside. 
And according to your records, Justine not only made the insurance arrangements for Jason's Roland Juice and Rolex, she also added the oversized pocket watch under her own name. So no need to spirit anything away off sight and risk getting frisked before she went home. All Justine had to do was remove the Rolex from her pocket watch when it was returned to her after the exhibition, then put in an insurance claim on behalf of Jason. Ultimately walking away with something to supplement her redundancy settlement. Having lost her job and her lover, she probably saw it as a severance pay. Did you suspect her from the moment you read my insurance schedule? No. It was an open field until I saw the rubbish bin that Davies inspected. What was suspicious about a waste bin? Well, it was practically empty. So no layers of waste for the knife to rest on to make the blade or the handle visible to a casual passerby. And none of the many other waste bins have been emptied. She planted it there? If you take Justine's word that it was ever there in the first place. So a small fraction of Celeste's intel was... It was helpful. Justine spread suspicion like pellets from a scattergun to keep everyone guessing. I do feel guilty keeping quiet about all this. Our insurance should know what we know. Well, we have no solid proof that Justine was the brains behind all of this. Just a knife without any definite ID and no actual proof of Justine using her skill set to pick locks, disable cameras and turn off alarms. I suppose so. And ultimately, this might not have been a robbery with intent. But I know it was. And you know it was. Unless you discount this tiny circle of card. I opened up the pocket watch earlier and it was slotted inside the pocket watch's casing. Take a look. It says you'll never know what you're missing. You remember what Justine said earlier on. Maybe she was intending to return the Rolex to make a point. That's an eccentric act of wild romance. Very much in keeping with the spirit of steampunk. Never did get that Bakewell tart. It's a bit late now. I've got like four blisters on my feet. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, go on. Vanilla Wentworth Hughes was played by Fiona Rodrigo. Glenn Charnwood was played by Claire Scoresby Barrow. Celeste Armstrong and Justine Dupree were played by Jess Nesling. And Jason Davenport and Jeffrey Davies were played by Stephen Charrett. The music was composed and performed by Polly Ver. The recording was engineered by Ken Smith at Westfield Studio London and edited and mastered by Tom Percy at the Rhythm Rooms, Formby. The Steampunk Festival Mystery was a North Wales misadventure directed by Vanessa Labrie for Ed Stevenson Productions.